ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereof, welcome to the Selectives Lorecast, a casual Elder Scrolls podcast. I'm Rotten Deadite from a different angle today, and uh, with me today are... I am James, also known as Aramithius. I'm Andrew, also known as the White Dwarf. And I'm Nick. <laughs> Andrew is portable today, he's walking the lore dog. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, I assume he'll be home in a minute. Um, and uh, today we're talking about the Thieves Guild. We, um, because we're covering all the guilds and the Thieves Guild is next and that's literally it. Because if we weren't covering the guilds, we honestly probably wouldn't have much to say about them. I'm, I, I hate to poison the cast ahead of time, but like, I mean, <laughs> it's the Thieves Guild. So, um, yeah, uh, and I think, um, <clears throat> yeah, Thieves Guild quests are rarely about the guild itself. That's actually a really good way to start this, um, to, to sort of just discuss kind of like the meta of the Thieves Guild, um, quests in various games. Um, they are nearly always about, um, the characters in the guild. They're not necessarily about the guild itself. Um... I, I guess you could probably actually say that about most guild quests, actually, now that I think about it. I mean, the Mages Guild in Skyrim is largely about a MacGuffin and um, and, and, and general, one really irritating Thalmor rep. In um, general, you yeah. could probably say the same about heist movies, too. Uh, well, yeah, that is also... Well, but heist movies are about the planning of the heist, you know? I mean, yeah, they're about the, 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 inter, the, the relation to the character. But, I mean, Thieves Guild quests are rarely about stealing necessarily and they're more about like the the, the stealing itself is mm -hmm. like you know a, a thing a, a thing that you do but they're i mean like for example take the thieves guild quests in oblivion is a very interesting quest that revolves around somebody who isn't you well, um, like well i think i think there's a lot in in the span of the uh the thieves guilds that we've had so far seems like honor among thieves is a pretty common theme yeah so it's it's mm -hmm. you know what what rules do thieves follow that you know that 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 separates them from someone like the dark brotherhood or the Tongue or whatever that, that seems to be if not a main focus it's it's certainly a a foundation to, yeah. to the point yeah. even where uh i think in oblivion uh, your quests to the quest to pay your blood price and get you, get yourself back into the guild is actually a directly says regain your honor among thieves. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and although that point. in ESO that's actually <clears throat> thoroughly intentional um, that they kind of um, that they've actually effectively said there is our oh, guy guy's name I can't remember. I, Checked and I checked this morning and my brain has gone blank. But he's literally that you you'll find a book in most of the games that will say don't 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 kill what um don't kill while you steal don't steal from beggars and don't steal don't steal from other guild members um and ver various other things that basically turn you almost into a kind almost into Robin Hood type figures. Um, whereas um, the the stuff that happens in ESO. The guy, the guys, literally, um, the guy literally comes in from Hammerfell, and these the, as kind of the implication, almost from Yokuda, that he's saying like, right, this is the tenets of the organization that I run. There are probably other thieves girls out there. We're going to take them out, and we're going to have everyone follow the kind of rules that I want to follow. Um, so there's obviously the the undercurrent of this guy was obviously quite successful in what he was doing in kind of going out and promulgating those sorts of moral thieves guilds because 
that's one of the things that kind of honestly bugs me from a continuity standpoint that um, within the Elder Scrolls and the Thieves Guild is that there is any continuity really between the, the guilds at all and that there is a Thieves Guild presence because it'd just be a bunch of outlaws otherwise. But there is this kind of sense of a... Oops, bye, James. Oh. <laughs> oh, there he is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, deep joy. I'm cu- I'm cutting out. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Um, where did you lose me? <laughs> um, just a, literally just a second ago. So yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you have this kind of sense of the deal, the thieves guild as a thing. I think a lot of that is kind of tropey. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but um, but it also in this kind of footing that it gives it in ESO kind of lays the groundwork for having kind of a proto guild and the, the, the kind of seeds of what thieves guilds should be mm-hmm. kind of laid throughout because of this particular thing. It's in a lawmaster's archive somewhere. Um, I will dig it up and go into a bit more detail about who it, who it was that said it, but that's kind of my basic outline because there yeah. is that, that, that moral element to it that is that honor among thieves, but um, which I don't know. It almost it almost feels like a cop out because they're wanting you to still be the good guy and play the and play the thieves guild. Right. Um, but that's probably more of an accusation for the Dark Brotherhood than the thieves, in all honesty. Well, and that's actually a very interesting point that the Dark Brotherhood um, gives you the ability. Well, I mean, something that a lot of Elder Scrolls players have been asking for for a really long time was the ability to play as a bad guy or as a good guy or something like that. You know, they they want quests, quest lines and so on that give you the ability to play um, an evil character. And, um, and, and it's a fair criticism because quite a lot of what are supposedly, you know, open-ended branching or, you know, uh, computer RPGs are frequently just sort of do you want to choose the selfish, the, you know, the chaotic good or the, um, you know, or the lawful good uh, uh, pl- uh, plot solution? Um, they almost never end up giving you a, um, a, a, a or, or, you know, or is there a, a selfless or a self- selfish uh, solution? And um, something that uh, the Dark Brotherhood quests seem to be doing was giving you the ability to play as a, a psychopath and a murderer. And then, um, you know, and still somehow or another have a an overall plot and, you know, some kind of way of moving things forward for people. Um, but I, but before we get onto that, I actually kind of want to discuss something that you you were skirting around, which is the idea of a guild for thieves in the first place and the idea of like honor among thieves and so on. Mm. It, why would a I have some ideas, but why do you think a guild of thieves would worry about honor? What's the constructive like point what's the perks of of a thieves guild having honor or whatever you well it it means a bit more in the way of kind of social cohesion though that mm-hmm. is my immediate thought because you've got people who will look out for each other because the, the, there is one book i think that's um i think it was with daggerfall it was basically saying that um, that he it almost kind of argued itself into a corner, saying that the, the that thieves have thieves have no honor. There's they're all they're all selfish. So and so thieves guilds are impossible. Oh no, it's, right. it was it was a book that was in Oblivion. Um, yes. that was saying that um, that there's no thieves the guild. Thieves, there's no thieves guild. There <laughs> yeah. can't possibly be a thieves guild because thieves are selfish. Was kind of the key takeaway, and they can't possibly work together. Um, and that that's so that kind of has to hold if you want um, if you want an enduring organization. 
particularly one that an organization that works outside of the law, it needs to have a cause that is um, that kind of makes it hang together without the without that legal framework. If if you have to go through the transgressions of joining of joining an organization that is explicitly to do illegal things, it needs to be something that you're either com- that you're either compelled to do or you have a reason to do. Like um, if you look at real world crime syndicates and uh, like and things like the mafia, there's mm-hmm. things like family loyalty and so on that will bind you to that, at least in the traditional <laughs> sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also this kind of sense of, but well, I say I say I say power and money and so on, but that doesn't really seem to be a motivational factor for for any thieves guild in right. the Elder Scrolls, mm-hmm. bizarrely enough, which is really odd. I don't understand why. Transmute spell exists. There was a, there was a hierarchy of highwaymen in France that did try to have some rules in the 13th century: no mu- murder, robbing, or uh, don't no don't rob the poor, don't rob the clergy. Yeah. Yeah, and um, there has there is some historical precedent for criminal organizations that have a you know uh, you know guidelines or like a you know honor and you know dignity and that kind of stuff. Um, but generally speaking, it's it seems to me like the 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 a lot of those laws may at first have been just created or guidelines or whatever may have been just created to help people. In the within the guild, get along within the guild, you know, to stop the murderous backstabbers and and you know and kleptomaniacs from stealing and murdering each from each other. You have to have like a set of rules. Um, and uh, the mob in the early twentieth century. Okay, yeah. Um, and and, uh, and yeah, and and yeah, captains. Right. It, it could also be like you know a a, a way of keeping. Um, branches of the Thieves Guild from fighting with each other and so on. Um, but in regard to not stealing from beggars, right? if you're an outlaw, <clears throat> stealing from beggars, mm-hmm. I mean, they have nothing. Yes. And all you're doing is all you're doing is kind of kicking the hornet's nest and removing an informant from your network. Well, true. But as people will point out, depending on where you're a beggar, you can make some pretty decent money. And yeah. um uh, there are some. Be- it is theoretically possible for a beggar to set up shop right outside of a, you know, uh, outside of like a, a stock market or something like that, uh, somewhere where there's a lot of people with um, more money than sense, and uh, and rake in a, a pretty healthy amount of money, and then all of a sudden they've got a pocket full of change and no security. So it it makes them an interesting uh, mark for somebody who has less money and less morals, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, stealing from beggars is turning them into informants. It's a very, also a very good point, Captain. Yeah, beggars have no would have no problem on ratting on who stole from them. I mean, that's part of the problem with being a thief is that um, as anybody will tell you, as as any law enforcement officer will tell you, if somebody gets if something is stolen in a particular kind of neighborhood. Depending on where the neighborhood is, if something if somebody breaks into somebody's house in that neighborhood, the cops are going to know who did it, and they don't even have to ask. And this is the the case when my parents' house was broken into in East New Orleans um, many many years ago, decades ago. Um, when they called the cops and told them that somebody had broken into their house, the police got the the officer who uh, uh, who showed up knew exactly who it was. He's like, I yeah, I know, like, because the because these when thieves generally speaking work in very small, um, they don't travel across town to steal from people. They steal for they steal where they're comfortable, and they steal with what in places that are familiar to them, 
um, because because the, the the feeling of safety is something that thieves are like anybody constantly worrying about. Um, and uh, and in the in this particular case, the guy knew exactly who had stolen from uh, who had stolen my dad, but the keys to my dad's car, and then later my dad's car. Um, and so he knew where to look and lo and behold, after the guy, after the kid drove off with my dad's car, literally hour, an hour or two later, the police officer shows up with this kid in handcuffs, like, you know, basically told my mother, um, I'll take a steak dinner. Uh, <laughs> uh, because I mean, because I mean, it's very rare to actually catch somebody, um, when they steal something. Um, and he pulled this guy over literally in my dad's car. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, uh, uh the, yeah, so generally speaking, people, uh, uh, in, uh, in a broad sense, in the most frequent sense, people who steal from, uh, who steal small, so to speak, are going to steal where they're comfortable. And that means in a very limited range, a uh, very limited area. And that means that the police officers who are patrolling that area, who know that area are going to know who it is. And are gonna, are gonna know which uh, which people are most suspicious and have a predilection to stealing, and it makes them easier to to find and 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 shake down and so on. Um, knowing your know, knowing the 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 beaked is is the best was one of the best tools a police officer can have is just knowing the people and and knowing who's 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 got trouble with drugs, who's got trouble with money, who's just got a bad you know hair in them and just does stupid shit you know. Um, and mean, so, uh, so the idea of not stealing from beggars makes a lot of sense because be beggars are, will roll over for you and, uh, they don't have anything to lose. And if you steal what, what little they have, they're gonna, they're gonna be angry, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's kind of, that's, it's almost, it's almost that the thieves guild is set up in saying, don't steal from beggars. It's it's, um, that, um, that they're that they're actively trying to avoid precisely what you just described. Mm -hmm. That it's um, but it, that it's it strikes me. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say that that was more or less my point. That um, if you've got an organisation that is going to say <laughs> you only steal you only steal the big stuff and will send you across town to steal specific things if you take say the radiant quests in the Elder Scrolls Five, um, it it avoids all of those pitfalls. It's quite. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting piece of organizational security, almost. I, th and, I, I and think it, yeah, uh, I think it kind of echoes uh, Robin Hood tropes a little bit. You know, Robin yep. Hood and his very mm -hmm. men, and you know they, they steal from the rich to give to the poor. It's a, it's, it's an equalizing strategy. So, yeah, I mean that could be you know in oblivion why they say do not steal from beggars. Because we are their protection. We are mm -hmm. their, you know, um, we're, we're here for them. We're not going to undercut our whole point to steal from them. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, if I recall correctly, the Thieves Guild and Oblivion had some kind of a relationship with um, beggars, though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I know um, the, the homeless are considered like the gray foxes. Kind of, kind of like a primitive internet service, you know, like right. hey, what's what's going on in in um, you know in Leowin? Well, let's see. My uh, my homeless network reports that you know such and such count is in town, and 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he brought a whole bag of money. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah, that kind of thing. Informants, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Captain. So, so why is Namira not um, not more involved with the Thieves Guild then? Just to ask a really, just to ask a probably a painfully I, obvious question I, to which there is no I answer. Think, I think that would have more to do with the connotation of beggar, right? So while mm-hmm. while while the Thieves Guild, that connotation of beggar or homeless is is very very Robin Hood, very um, you know almost. Uh, how do I put it? Uh, righteous, I guess, in a sense. Um, sure. Namira's outlook on on beggars is, you know, squalor and poor health, and you know, stuck in the the, the mm. dirty corners of society. And so, yeah. it's just a different way of looking at it. Mm. Um, it? Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. Although yeah. there is the that dip- book, there is that book that says that um, if you want to know something, go ask the beggars. Was kind of where I was kind of picking up on that. Um, gotcha. Yeah, it just it just feels like kind of a natural synergy almost that a bit, that if someone is born into poverty, say that then it just kind of they they almost have the thieves guild as a social security net, and then kind of graduate into being thieves themselves in the, quite a Dickensian way. But anyway, yeah. the, the thing from the thing that strikes me is Namira is has domain over the beggars who have lost hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. The Thieves Guild and by extension, I guess Nocturnal is more the, the, the beggars who haven't given up yet. Hmm. Huh. So, so maybe it's, it has something to do with um, like uh, um, I mean, hope versus the hopeless or um, you know, maybe dis- despair or something like that. Yeah, maybe. The beggars uh, have kind of given in and accepted their their terrible position, um, you know, and mm-hmm. they just kind of roll over and like, well, there's no point fighting it. That's a little more. Well, let me suggest thing. this. I would say that the Thieves Guild in Oblivion is in a different place than the Thieves Guild in Skyrim. I mean, not physical oh, place. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's yeah. a physical place, but I mean, it's in a, it, it serves a different purpose. The Thieves Guild in Skyrim seems to be right. like the unofficial mercenary arm of a very rich, corrupt, um, uh, wealthy person in Riften. Um, yes. Whereas, yeah. or at least that seems to be where they're getting the majority of their funding from is from basically working for, um, a metery. Um, yeah. but, well, I, I think, I think it, it's worth saying that there's no consistent, uh, centralization of the various thieves guilds. They're not, they're not a singular entity like the Mages Guild is. They are isolated. They're their own thing that just happens to share, you know, a descriptor that, yeah, this is a guild of thieves, so we'll call them the Thieves Guild. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Yeah. And and there's also the different socioeconomic conditions of Cyrodiil right before the Oblivion Crisis versus Skyrim in the midst of a awful civil war yeah. and post two apocalypses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and being, you know, um, uh, flooded by, uh, Dunmer, uh, refugees. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, uh, uh, it, it does sort of make sense that like oblivion, let's see in oblivion and Cyrodiil, 
they weren't really recovering from any particular catastrophe or anything at that point. Um, the, the, all the nonsense that happens in, uh, in Morrowind was largely didn't really affect Cyrodiil very much. So they'd been doing pretty good for the past, at least I'm going to, I'm going to stick my head out and, and say something stupid, but maybe a hundred years or so things have been okay. Mm -hmm. Well, um, how, how, uh, lo how long was the legend of the gray Fox going? I think 300 years. Yeah. yeah. A, a minute. That, that's, that's, yeah. That, I think that's a reasonable benchmark. So, so yeah. um, so of course they had this, um, they had a, a different relationship with their craft. Um, somebody, mm. uh, some people in chat are pointing out, um, Actually, Vermin, uh, excuse me, is pointing out that the idea of like a, a master thief is sort of a myth because if you're good enough and practiced enough to be an unbelievably good thief, you know, who's just incredibly agile and, you know, knows all these, you know, informants and has this amazing equipment and is incredibly skillful at like picking locks and, 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 uh, and so on, then um, you've dedicated so much of your life and time to being a thief that by definition, you d probably don't need to be a thief. So you won't be one. So like, for example, the amount of time that it takes for you to figure out how to be an, an astonishingly good at lockpicking, you could have been like, like that's time that you would have normally needed to be out feeling stuff. Oh, okay. Gore's moving. Um... Oh no! Too late. We'll uh, uh, will this is uh, uh, the the time that you spent you know practicing and so on is time that you would have normally had to have been out stealing just to survive. So if you have the time to practice to be in uh, a master lockpick, then you don't need to pick locks because you've got money or a job or something. Um, and if you are, for example, a locksmith and therefore really good at picking locks, you're already a locksmith. Why do you need to steal stuff? You're, <laughs> you've got a job. You're good. Um, yeah, you've got that, a career. That, yeah, the, that, that fundamentally confuses me as to why, um, as to why locksmiths aren't automatically suspect, even in this they world. Are. Because this is something that Tord was, was pointing out in chat, is that, the, that um, a lot of people who become career criminals who are you know, stealing at a certain level of theft are doing it for the thrill of it, not because they need it. Yeah. Um, they're yeah, addicted to I, it in the I, same I, way that gamblers are addicted to gambling or similar. I, they I they want the adrenaline. In, in, in a similar way, in a similar way, uh, even beyond individuals, organizations that start off illegitimate often end up going legit. There's yeah. like the mafia, like a, a branch of the mafia and in like Detroit or something started a pizza place and it's doing so well that they right. just all went legit. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, the, if you, if yeah. you're ever in it's in a city and you sit down and the only people eating at the Italian restaurant are Italians in suits, keep eating. The food's probably really good. Yeah. It's the, there's, first <laughs> off, there's nothing to worry about. And secondly, you're probably eating pretty good food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because there, because there's not a single mobster that's going to so, settle for subpar pizza. Yeah, yeah, or so far anything. Um, and in the in the case of, um, uh, and, and that's because one of the things that I mean, a lot of police officers and like the FBI and so on will will echo is that in the United States, um, once you reach a certain level of needed income, it's way easier to make it legally than it is to make it illegally. 
Um, the only exceptions to that being really shady, awful shit on the stock market or, you know, white collar crime is what I would call it. Um, but, uh, you know, like at that point, at that point, violent crime drops dramatically because you're, uh, because it's just way easier to make money, um, through nonviolent crime. In other words, extortion or, uh, blackmail or, uh, embezzlement usually is what it usually is. Not blackmail. Em em embezzlement is usually what you're, um, uh, what you're working in. Um, and that's, uh, um, you could, you could argue that's a good thing. <laughs> um, hey, hey, trauma surgeons would. I, I, I have something to add for that, uh, thrill seeking sort of thing. I mean, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about the thrill necessarily, but rather kind of a, a daredevil's approach of, can I do this? Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. Can I achieve this thing? No, I don't need to. I just want to see if I can do it. But yeah. can I do it? Can I mm -hmm. steal an Elder Scroll from mm -hmm. under the noses of the the ancestor moth priests? Um, yeah, and that's I mean that it's the same kind of thing that drives people to climb mountains. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. they're they're doing it because they want to see if they're capable of doing it. Not not whether I mean to actually act actually successfully climbing it yeah. is irrelevant. Well, well that and, that and like a like a, a counterculture kind of thing. You know, like oh, society has these rules, but fuck these rules. I'm 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 gonna do things my way. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm trying to rationalize. Yeah. Why? You know, why? What would go on in someone's head to to make them? And you know, particularly in the Elder Scrolls universe, I I suspect there were historical examples, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. You also have a religious or cult component to that kind of behavior as well. See also mm -hmm. the Nightingales. Mm -hmm. Although yeah. that wasn't something that was commonly known amongst the membership. I think that um, I think it, it just I think that possibly it kind of gets overplayed a bit um, with um, just because of how the quest line goes in the Elder Scrolls Five. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Uh, more, more than anything else, but there is that kind of that sense of organizational belonging, almost the kind of um, at least I get I get that sense from that game. Whereas they kind of go that like I'll oh, go speak to this guy. He's um, he's a kind of a former member who has had, got contact with the brother with the brotherhood sort of thing. That again, it gets kind of fraternal, almost. Um, and I, I, I'm almost struggling to think. Um, I, I think there's possibly something similar in. The Thieves Guild and the Elder Scrolls Three. There's a few books there that essentially point out that we're not the Kimono Tong, um, right? So, um, sort of thing, and so we do things differently because we're not the Kimono Tong. That's the sense of having the pride in the organization as the organization, well, rather well, than think, what it's doing. And I think the Thieves Guild doesn't take itself as seriously as the Kimono Tong does. I think I think that's you know kind of they're 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 almost like a you know, more like a rugby club than a, <laughs> you know, the just like they're just together. They're, they're doing blow down in the basement, having a good time. <laughs> you know, hooligans. that's what, that's what we're looking at here. Yeah. Whereas the Kamana Tongs, you know, they're, they're, you know, shady back room, you know, playing poker in the dark kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, the Kimono yeah. Tongs feel an awful lot more like a crime syndicate than the Thieves Guild do. Yeah, the, the, the Thieves Guild feels like like the fine gentleman's uh, thrill-seeking club, almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we got gentleman Jim Stacy, so I mean, we know gentlemen are accounted for. So, yeah, and that's um, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The problem, I think, is that uh, it it can be very difficult from an author's standpoint to write a compelling plot line about thieves, because intrinsically you run into a point where you have to. Uh, you eventually are going to have to uh, uh, wrestle with the topic of are these people a bunch of sons of bitches or not, you know? Um, And, uh, and that can be a little bit, a little bit rough. The, the thieves guild in Skyrim made a lot of sense to me because they were basically working for uh, uh, a shady business person. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. made a lot of sense from like like of course they're gonna like I, I mean they're a guild because they need a bunch of people to do these relatively complex jobs yeah they, um, they need some, some form of union or something yeah to, some to some kind of teamwork that 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 is a pretty good way of putting it mm-hmm. but i mean in like when you know the 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 other thing is that you also have to sort of balance people's expectations because Fans or gamers are going to want to play something that's kind of cinematic and follows the cinematic tropes of one last job and, you know, an ass-kicking team of ass-kicking ass-kickers who kick ass and, you know, uh, and the the whole we're getting the gang back together again, you know, for one last heist kind of... Son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's... um, uh, People kind of want that kind of... Shit, I kind of want that kind of thing. I don't mean people like I'm better than that. I'm all about that crap. Give me the... Rick and Marty did a whole episode making fun of that. (laughs) Yeah, I want Brynjolf to turn to me at some point or other and go, we're in or something. I mean, I want that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) know. Well, I I think it would be cool to have less a focus on the thievery itself and more on, like, infiltration. Yeah. So, like, hey... There's this really powerful and corrupt, you know, house of of nobility or whatever. And they it's rumored that they've got some kind of artifact or something in their storage. Well, we need to we need to get in tight with them. You're on top of that. How are we going to do it? Right. You know, and then, you know, maybe you make friends with a guard and and, you know, the, the you know, you take him out for a drink and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Sometimes they they let me lock up the artifact and it's really cool and you're like oh yeah well what's what's the room I mean how how much security must that I mean that must be a lot of work how many paces <laughs> is it to the front door <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I mean just just uh, oh look it's LJ hi LJ um um yeah and it's uh, uh well I mean but then like uh, again uh, I because I'm constantly thinking about lore in terms of what's this going to do for the video game um. Yeah it's really hard to convince a player that, you know, you need to go out and take this guy out and get him drunk and then listen to him. The player players, generally speaking, just want to go and like sneak around and stab some shit. And oh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, um, that, that's like a, a big, like mm. the heist movie always has the scene where we, you have to go out and get into some kind of ridiculous shit to get information out of somebody. Have we, has, yeah. have we all seen sneakers by any chance? No, all right. I've seen Sneaky uh, Pete. Does that count? No, no, we don't. Um, and uh, but I mean, you know, in terms of heist movies, there's always the collecting information phase, and then there's yeah. the we need to get the equipment phase, and then etc. You know, what's, uh, what's the one show leverage? <clears throat> yeah, that's like it's like that every episode. Right. Yeah, and um, 
uh, I mean, people kind of expect that, but at the same time, there, there's a difference between what you expect to have to do and then how you expect to have to do it. So it, it's so a player might say, well, I don't believe I don't buy this plot line without some phase of the quest where I'm getting information or something or stealing like I need a particular thing or something. And then at that point, it becomes uh, the, up to the game designer to figure out a way to do that and st while still engaging players who may not necessarily give a rat's ass about that. Yeah. And which, which, I mean, an, an answer to that could be to adopt geez, sort of how Zenimax has been doing <laughs> stuff with, with ESL. Right. If you do the Thieves Guild, like the daily quests, like they stick you in like a, you know, like a, a, a delve sort of situation and there doesn't necessarily have to be any combat. You can choose to do it that way and you forsake some bonuses, but the goal is to, you know, sneak around, steal what you need and then, and then get out before, you know, some, some, you know, big player shows up and then they can spot you and, you know, it's all time-based. And so it's more, more like, oh, excuse me, more like a, like a puzzle than, than anything. And I mean, the, plenty of players who enjoy puzzles <clears throat> um but if if people want to do the the stabby stabby killy killy mm -hmm. then they can do that it's just not going to be optimal for them and so yeah i mean there, this for for like elder scroll six they could do you know a fighter's guild make, make that stabby stabby killy killy or mm -hmm. dark brother i mean we have those and i think part mm -hmm. of the point of the guilds in the first place is to offer different modes of gameplay and different kind of aspects of what of, of what the game can do. Right? I, I would agree with you, except for Skyrim, where I definitely got the impression that the objective of every guild quest was to complete the guild quest. It seems yeah. much and, more and, about I mean, the, the, know, the one yeah the the one major praise I have for for Skyrim's quest, and I think I said this last time, is that the the Storylines themselves were very engaging, and I thought they were well written. They were just too short. Mm. It's mm. what five quests, and suddenly you're the head of this guild. Like, yeah. give us give us a little more longevity there. Mm. I want to feel like I achieved something, not that yeah. I strolled in and sat on the throne, and everyone was like, "Oh, okay." Um, the, uh, <laughs> the other, you know, the way that uh, that I would if. if if from like a writing perspective, you can you can also solve the engagement problem with like the information gathering phase. If you just embrace the ridiculousness of the concept of a, of a giant heist. Yeah. If you find out the solution is, I'm going to need 50 barrels of pickled herring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, see and, and I really wish that it were it were more possible in a video game format to have more dynamic interactions like that where things that you don't necessarily have to predict to happen it's just that the the way the world is so like that example of you know making friends with a guard the devs don't need to know who that guard is oh yeah, right and and you know one guard can give you a couple different ends and a different guard could give you a couple other different ends and information well, and, I mean, sure, those well, things I, are I mean, possible. The, the, what, what you mean is you wish it was in within a reasonably sized budget to be able to do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, because the, we're, we're never going to have a game that that really emulates no. interpersonal relationship in any 
you know, fleshed out way other than dating Sims, Chris. Chill well, out. well, no, let's 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 see what they do with AI in the next 20 years. I OK, mean, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. And, and that's and that's kind of what I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about. Right. Is that m- machine learning will, um, you know, g- give some kind of, you know, brain power to the world itself and and we can have more um, more dynamic and unpredictable actions that we can take that have more of a uh, a lifelike impact on the world because i mean when when like oh, fable facade, came out yeah when when uh oh yeah 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 i've played facade Bucky's yeah mentioning facade yeah that's that's yeah that's a very good example of yeah. um of a game being engineered if, to cope with almost anything yeah in that game if when they open the door you say the word melons they will close the door yeah. and game is over <laughs> <laughs> I just spent a lot of time on that game. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, well, first they stare at you for a second like you're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but in general, in general, it sounds like the it sounds like the big issue with kind of making the Thieves Guild quests properly, really, really engaging is just making them a lot more dynamic. G- mm-hmm. Give. Uh, don't don't make getting caught a failure state. Put on the Benny Hill theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah just Jack Sparrow your way out of it, swinging mm-hmm. from a yeah. chandelier and onto the drapes. Mm. And <laughs> yeah, and I want a dude's head. If there's some way of just getting more than just the heist kind of things, one of the things that again came up in ESO is that. Um, that the thieves guild there was kind of geared towards dealing with protection and um and and that side of it in case of you you respect us or we will sink your business right um sort um sort of thing as well so well, protection um, rackets make a lot of sense from a criminal standpoint because it takes yeah. way less energy to not rob somebody than it does to rob somebody yeah and if you can get paid to not do something that's a good gig <laughs> the, uh I, I I would be interested in seeing if, and and I and I wish they had figured out a way to do this in the uh, Elder Scrolls Five with the Civil War quest, having government bodies come to the Thieves Guild for look flat out look we don't have anybody this good. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, the mm-hmm. High Elves have some shit locked up in a really, really fancy box. Yeah. <laughs> we would like you to go get it for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually a good point. I would have liked yeah. to have seen more interconnectivity between the guilds. I mean, we yeah. kind of had that in Morrowind where if you, <clears throat> if you complete the thieves guild, you cannot complete the fighters guild. Right. Because yeah. you're stealing the from the fighters class. guild at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you have to, you have to kill someone in the fighters guild and she's like a major player in the fighters guild. Um, but like, like uh, if if they had managed to like like going breaking into the Thalmor embassy, there should have been an option to just either be part of the Thieves Guild and make it easier, mm-hmm. go to the Thieves Guild and hand over a painful amount of money and make it easier, or hand over a ridiculous amount of money and wait three days. Yeah. yeah. And there's also the option of if Maven gets made gets made Yarl of Riften. Um, then you've already got that connection straight in there. You've got a whole bunch of radiant quests sitting and waiting for you to do things to influence the civil war. If mm-hmm. you've got if you've got the Yarl of Riften sitting there being 
um, being in, in control of what's basically a unit of infiltrators it can potentially be saboteurs as well. It's and, and it would have been cool if when Maven became Jarl, if the city guards were just replaced with the Thieves Guild members. <laughs> just all of the but like guild. but like still in guard outfits, but they're all yes. they're all <laughs> yes. the, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they, I just mean, have, yeah. they just have unique names now. Yeah, mm-hmm. or, or, you can, get away, with, you can <clears throat> get away with basically anything. Or, or, or how about this? This would be cool. A thieves guild that's actually comprised of like legionnaires and guards because they know the system, and so they like have these secret mm. meetings in in the back of one of the the, the barracks mm-hmm. where they talk about all the things they're going to extort and steal. And, stuff. And, and as the game progresses, that guild gets larger and larger until it's like the Ku Klux Klan, now just 80% FBI agents. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, they're oh, all reporting did. on each other because they're all undercover. And the guy, whoever has to process the reports is just like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing anymore. Vaguely <laughs> related. Could y'all have, have a handshake or something? If you've ever seen the movie Imperium with Daniel Radcliffe, that's mm-hmm. a fucking excellent movie yes it's at the same same kind of thing he's like an undercover fbi agent trying to trying to uh infiltrate um like white white nationalists and 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 it's really good yeah uh so um this is sort of why um all these reasons are one of the are one of the reasons why the the thieves guild in um skyrim makes a lot of sense in the respect that it is structured a lot like a, an actual criminal organization that's being, you know, fronted by or it's being backed up by an incredibly rich, corrupt business owner. Um, they've got reasons to go out and do things for the Blackbriars that are Thieves Guild related and they're, that means they're getting paid. And it's, you know, Riften is basically this horrible, you know, wretched hive of scum and villainy and um, yeah, things are working out really well. And, uh, you know, Empire was nice and you know, soft until the storm cloaks came along. And, but then when you get, um, towards the end of the Skyrim, these guild quest, um, it takes a turn. And now all of a sudden you realize that you're not in a thieves guild quest. You're actually in a Daedric Prince quest this whole time. Yeah. I, I, I do like that scale of it where it goes from, okay, local hometown, you know, kind of, kind of tired thugs, into yeah. oh hey we are the secret warriors of a of a yeah a, a daedric prince of of night and like it, it really steps itself up there and, and, and then suddenly you're in the you're in, you're in an indiana jones movie oh god that is difficult to say yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, that, that, that that could be cool too uh, mm. like like but, take the, the, the antiquities guild the antiquities guild yeah further, mm-hmm. antiquarians and and add that into test six so there's like a dozen different really hard dungeons you can go in mm-hmm. and, well and you're kind of almost skirting the idea of a thieves guild there anyway because yeah. what is indiana jones but a glorified thief from people who are dead yeah yeah, uh, yeah. i I, th- I think yeah. i think as far as the united states government is concerned the difference between archaeology and grave robbing is like 50 years. It, it's <laughs> so it depends like on what happens to the object afterwards. Does it go into somebody's private collection or does it go into a museum? Yeah. Because yeah. to a private that's collection, a, Stephen, it goes to a museum, it's archaeology. 
Oh, so I, that's why he was so concerned about it belongs in a museum in the Last Crusade. <laughs> he was just concerned about job security. Exactly. Rather. He doesn't want to be a thief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thieves uh, steal and put it in their own pockets. Yeah. So, should we yeah. talk about maybe artifacts associated with the thief? I was going to say, yeah, yeah. No, nocter- nocturnal. We still need to talk about mm-hmm. a bit more. The kind of yeah, yeah just what um, just the the the, night, the nightingales as as an organization, I don't really quite get what they stand for in a way. Because <laughs> they really cool. Yeah. yeah they, looking they, basically they, they, you, you stand up on like, you know, really tall buildings I mean, during the rain and glower. That's what you do. Well, I mean, it, isn't the whole point of them to protect the portal to the twilight sepulcher? Yeah. Sepulcher. Yeah. Which ain't well, much well. of a job. You were a thief, but now you're just standing guard. Yeah, yeah, also, you're, a, you're a glorified guard. <laughs> also, the, Nocturnal has quite the history of having stuff stolen from her. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get the, I get the feeling that the Nightingales just might be Nocturnal's attempt to turn poachers <clears throat> into gamekeepers, so to speak. Well, right. I mean, and I think a lot of that has to do with like the duality of princes. Like, mm. I, I don't know how many people share this view, but I think every prince has a, an equal and opposite duality within themselves. So like nocturnal is the patron, the patron saint of thieves, and also of the thieved, because that's all that's all in her purview. So of course mm-hmm. she gets shit stolen from her all the time. That's her job. Yeah, she is there to uh, provide a, um, <clears throat> I guess a pathway for things to get stolen, whether it's mm-hmm. her things getting stolen or things getting stolen on her behalf. But when yeah, stuff gets stolen from her, all of a sudden it's a fucking problem, and she has to turn into the king. Yeah, that's and yeah. which that, which that, which follows that, with the, the that's the way the anti-morph works. The thief becomes the king, and so yes. And, and when you and even if you're a thief and your crap gets stolen, you're still going to be pissed. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think you, st- I think you steal a mob boss's car and kill his dog, and he is going to visit vengeance <laughs> upon you. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think uh, I think yeah. from from Nocturnal's standpoint, um, I mean, she she has a role to play. She by by being upset that the skeleton key has been stolen, she has now created a pathway for more theft to occur mm-hmm. by stealing it back. Right. And just, just constant changing of hands it's movement, which mm-hmm. which which makes sense as you know, if we think of Daedra princes as you know, agents of change and, yes. and, you know, constant chaos. Well, that's, that's pretty chaotic. Like, Oh, I'm going to have this thing and you can't get it. Oh, you got it. Oh no. Oh, someone else go steal it quick. <laughs> you know, just a constant shifting of, of mm-hmm. you know, uh, all of that. The and, caffeine's starting to get to me. Can you tell me? That's not nocturnal. That's oh, that's not just nocturnal either. Now I think about it. That's a whole heap of princes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like a point I usually make for the duality thing, getting a, you know, a slight tangent here. Um, like Moloch Ball, he is simultaneously the quintessential slaver and the quintessential slave mm-hmm. because of the fact that he is locked into into his role. Yep. He has no choice but to enslave people. And so in that way, he is a slave himself. Mm-hmm. And, and he's so never that's... going to stop enslaving people because yeah, he can't. Exactly. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's pe- people talk about, you know, the, the the princes like they are 
as human as us mm-hmm. when it's really not that simple. No. I, I, I don't think it's, <clears throat> they are stuck in a role. They're stuck in an attitude. They're stuck in, you know, that they, they have their purpose and that is, that's the, the path they take. And so like for Malik ball, you know, um, any opportunity he has to dominate someone in whatever way that might be, he'll take it unless by not dominating someone, he can dominate more later. Right. Like, so what that's is, what is my purpose? You pass butter. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's essentially all the princes, but at a more hypothetical and, and um, I guess rhetorical level. Um, what, what, what is my purpose? You enable theft. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that would be that would be nocturnal, you know. Um, yeah, helicopter daddy ball. Yeah. Um, um, so, speaking of the nightingales, and speaking of nightingales being agents of change, I was when I was doing my research for this cast, I noticed that in I think it was Oblivion, maybe it was Skyrim, and what in one of the two games, <laughs> there uh, in, in a book, it's mentioned that. Jagger Tharn hired a nightingale to uh, to steal the staff of chaos. He didn't do it himself. Oh, yeah, well, which I, I think it's also it's questioned whether because because the the person's title was the nightingale. Yeah, and oh. and and so so it's 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 like their name. They weren't a nightingale. They were the nightingale. You think and that might have thought, been like early and, lore or something? Or? Maybe. I mean, that might be where where it got taken from. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. Poor attempt at that time. If, yeah. I, yeah, if just, I remember correctly, in in arena, it was Jagger Tharn disguised disguised himself as a bard mm-hmm. named the Nightingale. Yeah. But, which, which which is why there's a question of whether it was Jagger Tharn himself who did the stealing. But there is some evidence to support yeah. the idea that Queen Baranzaya did a little bit, I think it was Queen Baranzaya did a little bit of historical revisionism mm-hmm. so that it was only Jagger Tharn that screwed her over, not two people, because somehow that's better. Yeah, it's Could it's a, it's yeah. it's it's a little unclear. Um but yeah, and the although in fairness, na- um when I whenever I picked that up um i always read the nightingale and jagathan as the same person mm-hmm. um in, until the elder scrolls five which i just i just had a thought not to not to interrupt you there james mm-hmm. but i mean to to kind of try and merge old lore with current lore mm-hmm. if jagathan was a nightingale and stealing the throne was the highest form of theft he could accomplish that they would have been shouting from the rooftops i think um, as the nightingales, or at least in the book, well, not not literally, but you um, in, because in the, the, the nightingales are a secret society. Yeah, but in the book that talks about that um, that introduces the nightingales and is written by the nightingales, um, they're quite keen to distance themselves from Tharn. Um, <laughs> and if that had if, been the case, there it would have been yeah the story of Jagger Tharn, volume one of three hundred. Yeah, they would have been very, very keen to kind of play up his role if he was doing yeah. things. Unless, but, um, unless I guess he did it out, like he he did it to, he like, went rogue. like contrary to his yeah. his actual job. Like mm. he thought, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this this crazy heist with you know with all the skills I've gathered, and mm. and Nocturnal is gonna be so happy with me. It's gonna be so great. And then the nightingales are like, how about we don't? Like, mm-hmm. 
we have this other job we're doing. Why are you fucking around over here with the Ruby throne? Like, mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and, and if you think about it, at, since the Nightingales under uh, belong to Nocturnal, and yet the Ruby throne and the Emperor is essentially Akatosh's property. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, not I mean, Nocturnal, maybe- Nocturnal could be justifiably pissed that one of her nightingales was stolen by Akatosh. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know that car? It belongs to John Wick. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, could, I mean, is there anything you think the Thieves Guild and, and Nocturnal would never steal? I, I mean, I mean, other than like beggars and, 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 and stuff. You know, I mean, is there anything that I, would be a my, little my, too dangerous or highfalutin? My first instinct was to suggest another Daedric Prince's entire plane, but... ESO proved that wrong. Yeah. 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 Actual Elder Scrolls are not out of the question because yeah. <laughs> you literally do that. Um, yeah. One of the moons. Well, didn't actually, didn't, if they could do that, they totally would. No, yeah. yeah didn't didn't Rajan already do that? Razumdar, I think, didn't he? Is that no, what I'm well, Rajin? No, no, Razum Dar is an NPC. That's right. It's no, I'm thinking, yeah, Rajin. Yeah, Rajin, yeah, Rajin. yeah is, uh, was the, <clears throat> the famous yeah. Khajiit thief yeah, god. Yeah, he, he stole, and like, Secunda or something. I think he, or, yeah, I think he did. <laughs> he, he, he stole a lot. Um, but yeah. he's not associated with the Thieves Guild, as far yeah. as I'm aware. I mean, I, mean, he can, oh, I, do, I do know the one thing that the, the Nightingales would absolutely not steal. Numidium. Oh, yeah. They're staying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think Nocturnal would be like, put that away, leave it there, walk that away. That shit is too hot. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Please tell me you didn't try to turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> the big red button. Yeah. Don't press it. Although, yeah. I'm just I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing the nightingales showing up. In Everglow with with a deactivated Numidium and Nocturnal mm-hmm. just freaking out. They're all like they're like like three or four of them are sitting around the head like poking at it with a stick. Like, the files like, are the, in the computer. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm picturing them more like a cat that's like brought a dead animal to its owner. <laughs> yeah, and Nocturnal is just like number one how, number mm-hmm. two why, and number three oh my god put it back. <laughs> So, um, let's Cow, see. Cowl of Nocturnal? Or the Great uh, Cowl? And the Great yeah. Cowl, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Skeleton Key? Mm-hmm. But what else? Are there, yeah, are there any major artifacts? of I'm, Extraction or Extrication or something? Or what was it I'm called? kind of curious about why the, the Great Cowl was even a thing. Because it's a thing just desi- designed to create and perpetuate a legend, basically. Um, it basically turns someone into well, a figure to represent. Is it explicitly representative of Nocturnal who's enslaved to her? Or well, Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of families <laughs> suffer every year. If you or someone you love has suffered from identity theft, <laughs> you may be yeah. entitled to financial compensation. Um, <laughs> well, well, it's the, the, the way I understand it, the... the uh, Creek Owl of Nocturnal was cursed because it was stolen. Right. It, wasn't, it wasn't originally designed to yeah. create the Gray Fox persona, erasing someone from history. Yeah. It was designed to pop this on, you're the Gray Fox, take it off, you're not. Yeah. 
and people will believe you. It just has a, it just, mm. the, the way I kind of understood it is it basically just has an all powerful gullibility field. It moves you from, uh, from, uh, what is it? What are the, what is it? What's, what is it? What is it called in the, um, in the construction kit? Uh, it's a, um, not a guild. What's wrong with me? Faction. Uh, hmm? Faction? Factions. Factions. That's right. It moves you from one faction to another. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, on, yeah, and, and then the world's AI responds accordingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I think that if I recall that the story of the Grey Cowl was that it was stolen by someone who used like a girl as a decoy, sent sent the girl um, in, and Nocturnal was like, what are you doing here? And then the, the guy snuck in from the back while the girl got, you know, blown up or whatever. Um, and And... I, I like to think that that girl is actually the form that Nocturnal takes and that Nocturnal actually isn't the woman, but the ravens. Uh, and that the ravens are controlling the body of the girl who stole the gray cowl. And that's who we see. Um, that's dark. I like it. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I wanted to write something about that at, at one point and I never got around to it. It's it's like the opposite of two trench coats or, or two kids in a trench coat. It's yeah, two yeah. Coats because because in, in, in every depiction of Nocturnal, there's always three ravens, and mm. a couple of them are on her arms, and one's you know flying around or whatever. I think those are Nocturnal, but but um oh the the bitter cup is something that uh, that's right that we have to steal. Um. I'm, I'm I'm looking at stuff from Morrowind right now because I don't I played that a long time ago and so it's been a minute. Um, I'm going to start my OpenMW run at some point after my life slows down. Uh, yeah, I think I think the Bibber Cup is really the only actual artifact mm. to deal with in. I think uh, so. Morrowind. Um, yeah. Um, Something about there's a, a locket. No, uh, Jim Stacy wants you to fight corruption in Vivek. Got to rob the Vivek library. The Thieves Guild wants to fight corruption. There's something wrong there. It's not yeah. their corruption, though. They're fighting corruption that mm-hmm. comes from other people. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's more, more of standard, that. Man. Yeah, more, more of that Robin Hood kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. Give a girl a stolen ring. Uh, oh, steal four history books in Caldera and donate them in Aldrun. And there's a lot of, it's not so much theft, but redistribution of wealth. Which, which jives with the understanding of the nocturnal we've developed. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's helping the flow of stuff. It's, 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 a, for, it's a form of entropy, actually, you know, I think about it. Which um, makes sense that nocturnal is, you know, representative of shadow. Which, yeah. And and Captain just kind of beating me to it. They're kind of gasp there, communists. Um, but, <gasps> yeah. Ah, uh, commies. It is our theft. <laughs> or Mother Russia. <laughs> this is this is our nocturnal in anticipation of. What's that? What? IFW is telling us that uh, nocturnal is the fourth anticipation and is symbolized by Dagoth Ur. That's Vermina. Yeah. Um, 
Not necessarily. Oh, go on. I, I, I think well, I asked. I think I asked Kirk Brad about this, and he said not, he corrected me to say it was Vermina. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought it was nocturnal too. Yeah, no, not, nocturnal is the fifth anticipation. She's the anticipation of all of the Dwemer that instantly vanished. No, she's she's got to be in the anticipation I, of Dagothur because because being the Ur drawer is just too much of a giveaway. <laughs> I'm just yeah, pull, I'm just pulling uh, that out of my butt. I was having to do with the good Daedra. Oh, the fourth good Daedra. The ah uh, heresy, the blight, the blight uh, dreams. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see nocturnal as the fourth, as the fourth good Daedra, more, more easily than I can. Well, more easily than I can as an anticipation, which is stupid because they're the same thing. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I've heard, it, I've heard it both ways. And I like both ways for different reasons. Yeah, but it's how to how, how to reconcile that, you know. And and pairing nocturnal with dayoth ur kind of works when we consider the, the power of the skeleton key and the crap dayoth ur got up to. How do you mean? Um, yeah, stealing you godhood that. essentially. Okay. Okay. Which I mean. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I wonder if I wonder if MG changed his mind. Not now that I think about it. I wonder if you could. Oh, I, I wonder if you could work on the heart of Lorcan using Marin's razor and the skeleton key. Oh, that'd be cool. That would have been Ooh. terrifying. Oh, yeah. That, that's that, that's that's got one hand on the hand part. I don't want to think about the Marin's razor being used on the heart of Lorcan. That's not. <laughs> In conjunction with the skeleton key, oh, that, that, I kind of, I kind of want to think about that. Yeah. It's got really troubling ideas of like, what would that do to the fabric of reality? You know, yeah. I mean, whatever you wanted, and quite possibly well, using using both, unlocking true potential and and uh, carving away at reality to into well, a better I mean, shape. Uh, uh, well, okay. Now hold on. Would, so, would that would that be basically the equivalent of like hitting the console command key on the Godhead? <laughs> no, it, it would be it, the thing. The Memorand's razor isn't necessarily used to unlock true potential. That's one oh, way you that, can that, use that, it. That's it's that's that's the skeleton key. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. It's also the skeleton key. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. The, but the the razor is used to trim away unwanted bits. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But so you, you use, define so you use for yourself key. what that unwanted parts are. So, yeah, so, so, so the Khajiit know that potential and the razor to flay away the unwanted bits. Yeah, and the Khajiit already have the unwanted bits because they have Lokaj and the Moon Beast as distinct things. Yeah. Um. So they, they so the Khajiit will want to cut the Moon Beast out of Lokaj. Possible. Oh, hey. well, well. There's a thought. Hey, perhaps. Bigler. Ziegler, are you listening to this? Write it, please. <laughs> now, now, yeah. now I'm wondering if, uh, due, due to the hilariously fluid nature of time when it's necessary in this universe, if Mehrun's razor was used to dissect Lorcan. Well, that's the problem. Like, what you're pointing out is correct. If Due to the way that time and space are interrelated in this game, you'd never know. <laughs> We've gotten so off track from the theme. Yeah. Game. <laughs> Yeah, we just really like have. the Thieves Guild quest usually do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, <laughs> I so this is thematically going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm. 
I, I can tell when 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 I'm stumbled upon the precipice of a gigantic chasm of lore and uh and tuning up uh Lorcan's Lorcan's heart is definitely giving me those vibes right now. Um <laughs> I, I'm I'm just picture I'm picturing Kagranak like working on the heart with with his tools and and then somebody strolling in with Aaron's razor and the skeleton key and being like, this is how is, it's really done. Is Keening <laughs> supposed to be a stand-in from Aaron's razor? Oh um, Which, and then, a, and then, a bootleg Marin's razor. Okay, so what? Okay, so okay, so think about think about this. Okay, so if Keen, if Keening is a stand-in for Marin's for Marin's razor, is Sun is Sundra stand-in for not the scourge? The well, other one, well, the, keep in mind the, what these things are used Malachi's for. Hammer. Sunder is used to beat Ballandrum. the Doom Drum. Yeah, Drum. So so to so to create a tone of any yeah. kind. And then keening is the tuning fork. You remember what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So it's it's then used to tune the um, the pitch. Well, they, they they use a certain phrase um, in discussing keening, and it has to do with like carving or or cutting or something like that. That's that's how it's. Let, let me see if I can find it. Captain Captain had a wonderful, wonderful idea a little bit ago. Uh, shape the big heart into a small heart. Unlock your rib cage and install a new heart. <laughs> Become the greatest Briar Heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind, or kind of, Briar. kind of, partially the plot of Tattered Emelian in a way. Or yeah. just Laconic Iron Man, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or become Lorcan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or assemble Talos too. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, now I'm having terrible, terrible Victor Frankenstein in the Elder Scrolls universe ideas. Yeah, we, we're just turning into reference. We're just turning to references here to try and explain various ways of thinking. Ross, okay, going yeah. too far. Okay, the word is flay. Mm-hmm. Caning was created to flay and focus the power of the hammer, uh, or that that the hammer sundered. Yeah. yeah, made the sound of the shadow of the moons shadow. The shadow oh, no, of the moons. Uh, that doesn't have anything to do with Marriage Day. Lorcage, Moon Beast. Yeah. 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 Now, now I'm now I'm wondering if it's not necessarily which ethos. I should know this because this is something we talk about all the time in education. It's character in Greek. Yes. So the character knife. Again, you 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 change your nimic with the razor. Yeah. You change your character. Mm. And what was the ethos knife supposed to be? That's Keening. Because it's what Vivek stabbed Cityface with. The yep. short blade of proper commerce. Yes. And Cityface is R-K-I-A-Altadune I. That is Marin's razor! Or a reproduction of it. Yeah. It's... How appropriate they stab City Face and on Maroon's Dagon with it, or, or well, Nuhada. Uh, is it Nuhada? No, no. It's uh oh fuck. What's his name? What's his name? Um, not funny, Hen. Um, City Face ha- is ha- City Face is Harnote, isn't it? Harnote. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Harnote, who I think is hmm. Dagon, and then he's taken by the Grabbers, the the uh, uh... Magnagi. Yeah, and they infuse him with hope. 
using the razor. Razor, yeah. Is, is oh. that a connection between Vivek and the Magna Gi? Because both are, are are using a form of a razor on the only, the only issue the only issue with all this is that we have no other you we have no daedric equivalent of wraith guard yeah. i mean we have we have the wraith well we have the Spell breaker the ebony male <clears throat> the wraith male is possibly what you're thinking because um that's um if, if you read the five songs of wolfarth yeah, and um, you, it's, it's... You, you you have the three artifacts right at the end in different forms, and the wraith mail is the equivalent to wraith guard. Well, well, well uh, yeah, and I'm... that's and that's a common misconception because the wraith mail was the chain coif worn by Alandro Sewell. Yes. So it, so it it is distinctly separate from wraith guard, but people like to conflate the two because when at the red moment he got blasted by tribunal gun to use Kirkbride's words. And his soul was blasted into the individual rings, which the Urshi Laku now pass around as uh, heirlooms yep, and yep. whereas earrings and stuff. And that's why Alandro Sewell's soul speaks to them. And that's why they're the head of the distant priest. Yep. I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to dwell on one thing, but I'm having a really hard time finding where the connection is between the ethos knife and keening. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the Kagranax tools lore page. Yeah. It says the short blade keening, also referred to as the ethos knife. Right, and its references which, uh, are the thirty six lessons of Vivek, where it mentions the ethos knife, but not keening, yeah. and, and the, the five, so songs, five of songs of King, King Wolfarth, which mentions the which mentions keening at the very end. A dagger made of the sound of the shadow of the moons, mm. but that's not related to the ethos mm. knife. Okay, I mean, no offense, but I think like somebody at the UESP made a spurious connection. Fair enough. I still think it's really cool, and I'm 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 glad we went down this tangent. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with the thieves guild. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Oh no, 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 we're we're stealing we're stealing a chunk of the time of the thieves guild <laughs> cast to talk about other things. It fits in the purview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and and just just to close that out, you probably wouldn't need an analog for Wraithguard because Keening is in this crackpot theory an imperfect copy. Yeah. It's phenomenal yeah. cosmic power in itty bitty The Maron's razor is a lot safer. It's like it's like handling, ironically. It's like handling a properly uh <laughs> properly uh cased uh like fuel rod for a reactor versus just Painting everything you have with radium yeah. paint and waiting for the. Yeah, you know, I mean it'll it'll outright kill you with one pinprick, but you know. <laughs> oh, but it's safer. Yes. <laughs> um. Now I'm imagining. Now I'm wondering what would happen if you used Mayron's razor on a Daedric Prince. You could create a new oh. Daedric Prince. Anyway, you, you, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the godhead was, shows up and tells you off yeah. and takes it away. I was, was going to say we have a we have a fairly we have an email that we should probably Ooh. get to if if, yeah. we're, yes. if we're in the process of sort of wrapping up or whatever, um, yeah. which we I probably mean, should be. <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> I, I don't I don't know that there's a whole lot more to talk about for the thieves guild. No. I can't think of um, anything else. Uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, there there is some evidence to to indicate. Uh, well, well, the question I have that, that I that I've been thinking about is 
where is the Grey Cowl of Nocturnal in Skyrim's time? There's some evidence if you look at the dialogue to indicate that it might. Well, now it's a now it's Sheogorath's artifact. Is it? It's your artifact, and you become Sheogorath. It's Sheogorath's artifact. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so but, I mean, there's some probably evidence. not, but <laughs> um, that's, that's one way of explaining the, it. Yeah, the character in the. It's, I think just hangs around in in the cistern in uh, Skyrim. Rune mm-hmm. uh, has been search like like he is discovered as like a five year old or something surviving a shipwreck with zero memory of his past, <clears throat> and has been hired. And every every septum he makes in the thieves guild goes to hiring detectives to try to find his parents. Oh yeah. And uh, I think the phrase used by one of the detectives that sent him a letter was, it's as if they've been erased from history. Yeah, and the, yeah, exactly. Oh. And it's like and, a strong and Rune inc- indication that there's something happening quests. there. Yeah. Rune, Rune does not have any quests associated with him. Mm-hmm. So I remember that. I'm betting that was, I'm betting that was cut from development mm-hmm. that he was yeah. supposed to be the, that was supposed to be the start to the find the gray cowl at the bottom of the ocean. Right. Chain. Thing. Yeah, which oh, which fits because it's part of the thieves guild, so it would have been you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it it would have. And and actually, what happens if you're killed with the cowl on and buried with it on? Are you no compl- one remem- No one remembers where you're where you're buried. Yeah, nobody remembers where the cowl is either. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's a, but that's a, that's really, that's really very good. I'm actually glad you brought that up because, um, that's something from Skyrim that I discovered on my first playthrough and then immediately forgot. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, it just kind of fades into the background. Mm-hmm. Well, it I does, always, like it, like, like you said, it, it does look like something that's going to lead somewhere and then it just doesn't. I mean, I, I wonder if, if Nocturnal just reclaimed it after a while. Just sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it's buried six feet under and, you know, Serial somewhere. If like. there's any, if there's any modders out there, please finish off that because that cowl quest for room, yeah, <laughs> sounds like a fantastic. Where's, where's thing I bet you he can do it. Mm. <laughs> oh, bingo! T Dubs is busy. He's got his own game. Bingo! 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 Um, but uh, okay, so letter, James. <laughs> yep, absolutely. We have an email that we should have discussed a while back, but yeah. um, yep, um, um, from um, from tonight. Uh, greetings. I'm a long-time viewer of your YouTube channel and big fan of the discussions and theories you've laid out. Um, I was wondering if in the next cast on Vivek, we well, this this goes to show how far back we got the email. Oh, but, I, was, I was about um, to say, there, there's going to be another one, I'm sure. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but this is this was, I think, when we were just releasing them to YouTube several weeks after, so it didn't really work. So sorry for not catching that in the right order yeah. tonight, but... These, the way these channels are working is different. Um, you might touch on whether there are any in-universe usage of gender-neutral or feminine pronouns attributed to Vivek. Is this something that um, is this something your lower communities have taken on outside of the games, or is it is there other canon resources to, that use such pronouns and terms, or potentially whether you consider the lack of such terminology simply a sign of the times when the games were developed? I'd also like to add that the servants of the tribunal guild in ESO has an extensive fan interpretation on, on almost taking the role of a patron to queer characters. This has got me thinking about how the in the articles online now including more openly gay couplings and previously discussion discussing 
the sexual pervas um, pervasiveness and less judgmental tendencies towards promiscuity might Vivek um, might Vivek serve role um, in a in a in affirming a Crowley Thelemic worldview of do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law mentality amongst the Dunmer. Sorry, this got longer than intended. Well, then it matches the the, the cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, if, if it had been okay. shorter, it probably. So let, let's bring it down. I think the first thing, first question was, are there any examples of gender neutral pronouns in the Elder Scrolls universe? Not no. yet. No. Um, the, I think the closest we do come is when, is the th is, is Sermon 37, where Vivek hmm. starts as he and then she by the end. Yeah, but it's still a binary pronoun, yeah. so. Yeah, there's, no. there's, a, there's a flip in the text. Um, yeah. I mean, I've always I've I've always said that I'm a really big fan of the idea of using gender neutral pronouns for Vivek because it involves creating what in the Elder Scrolls universe would be a new language, which I think is fantastic for Vivek. Um, <laughs> I think it's something that he would, he would really appreciate. Um, but it's and also because Vivek is, uh, according to her own description, uh, unique in all the world. Um, the idea of having a unique gender neutral pronoun to describe her is. In my, uh, again, what I think is appropriate um, is I'm do I? I think there was a, something in there about do I think that the uh, ESO's approach to uh, non-binary or or you know gay or queer or whatever um, relationships pandering to an audience? I don't think so. No, no, they do. They do a really good job of. Yeah. They just kind of slip it in, like they don't. Right. No fanfare. No, no fanfare. Just oh mm. yeah, my wife. And, and, you know, it's just yeah, or it's, my husband or whatever. And, yeah, and yeah. it's, it, it's, it's if they were pandering, then there would be, they would bring that, they would really beat that into mm -hmm. your, like, I mean, mm -hmm. the, when, when companies pander, they're real bad at it. So you could smell it. And, yeah. uh, and, and so, um, uh, when they, well, I think if they were going to pander to the, you know, uh, to the LGBTQ community, they do it a lot more blatantly than they are. I think they put it in because the writing, you know, the lore and writing people have just sort of decided that this was an appropriate thing to do in the Elder Scrolls universe and yeah. um, to help it help differentiate it from the real world. And also because there was some historical evidence of this in previous games, like in Skyrim, for example, where, you know, you can get you can have a, a gay marriage and nobody makes a big deal out of it. And yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I remember, that remember when that was, was like a controversial thing for like Mass Effect. Yeah, mm -hmm. everyone. Everyone was like, mm -hmm. ah, "You can, you can be gay." Ah. Yeah, and that was like a and, that was a, that was a huge deal. And Whereas in in Skyrim, you just it, they don't mention that at all. Like it wasn't yeah. in the marketing yeah. at all. It doesn't well, and matter. There, and there is, a, a, as far as I know, a single example of a trans character mm -hmm. uh, in in Somerset. Um, there's a character who is like the someone's son, and mm -hmm. and um, they go and they they like run off. And they join the, um, like the the uh, house. Of, what, what's it called? Like the House of Revelries or something like that. Somerset yes. players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something. So they have a mask, and and they go by Alchemy, who is a woman. And and I remember when I played that, like it didn't even occur to me mm -hmm. that this character is a trans character. Like it, it it just didn't. It was so well done and so just. Natural, Down, like underplayed. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. like, "Oh shit, he's he's a she." Oh. Okay, all right. Oh, there's Felix. It's, <laughs> it's Felix. It's Felix. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. 
Yeah, we ended the stream 20 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Guys, wait, wait, I thought we talked about this. Like, I'm working till four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're still going. We're still yeah, we're going. going. Hold, hold, hold on. Is Felix uh, in the hyperbolic time chamber? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his background has changed completely. Um, it's just... Yeah, all our backgrounds have changed completely because I recently moved. Andrew recently moved. Mm -hmm. Chris is either moving or moving. has moved. Yeah, hence the boxes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I guess you could we say were just those, answering the four a letter Felix, of your house of troubles. Who is asking us specifically about? Um, uh, oh, I have uh, plenty of trouble houses, house troubles. Um, who's just uh, asking us about um, non-binary relationships and uh, uh, LGBTQ um, stuff in uh, in various games? Um, I think what 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 have I what have we covered and what have we missed? Um, uh, we've James. got we've gone through that we've gone through the 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 um the terminology side of things. Do we think that the lack of the terminology is a sign of the times when the games was developed? Um, oh yeah, I, I, um, I'm pretty certain that I've seen something about MK saying that he wouldn't have used the term hermaphrodite. Yeah, he um, he he did. He he definitely has said that um that he didn't. Uh, he, he says he can't remember if at the time intersexed was a thing or if he just didn't know about it, and he thinks it's way more likely that he just didn't know about it. Yeah, because um, there, there is a there is a, a comment he made at some point <clears throat> talking about the creation of Vivek, where he said, yeah. uh, "You know, I really just wanted a hermaphroditic badass on the Xbox." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kids were going to be, you know, kids were going to be playing this game that has like this intersex character who's a fucking god, and uh, and he really wanted to put that out there. Um, uh, in, in that sort of like kind of, you know. What I would charitably call a punk rock kind of feeling to <laughs> to Kirkbride's <laughs> lore, um, where he yeah, just he just I, wants I, I to mean, do things was... that people don't expect or make people uncomfortable. Um, most most of the development from Marwin was like what two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I mean, that's literally that, two decades ago. Yeah, that, yeah, that doesn't strike me as the most PC time period. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I was like eleven yeah. at the time, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I always want to make a kind of a side tangent on the on the email as well and talk about um because it feels like it's kind of edging towards the well what pronouns does Vivek use? Because I, I whenever whenever I start using gender neutral pronouns to refer to Vivek, um there's always but but Vivek always calls himself a he. Yeah. Um, so it's inappropriate. If you look on the YouTube comments on our Vivek ones, there's a couple. Yeah. I, yeah. I jump into those and I explain, well, it's not necessarily about what Vivek wants because no. Vivek isn't a real person with real opinions. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And, <laughs> and so, you know, for, for the people who are part of our community who <clears throat> don't use gender, gender binary, mm -hmm. like we, we want them to, to, to feel like they belong and like they're, they're acknowledged. And, and, you know, we, we want to show that we're open to that, um, mm -hmm. Uh, you know that that situation just i mean who who were we to judge not that any of us would judge um but you know i mean by by i don't want to say pushing but by i guess asserting gender neutral pronouns for a character who is in textual gender you know uh, at least gender fluid Yes. Um, I mean, I think we're doing more of a service than a disservice to the character. It, 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 what it comes to the way of, I, I've explained it to people is that it, it takes so little effort compared to the amount of like positive reception that I've gotten 
um, from people sending me notes and like emails and stuff, thanking me for doing it. They're so overwhelmingly grateful that I'm like the, yeah. the, the amount of work that it takes for me to, to, to force myself to use, not force, but to, to bend myself into shape to use um, gender neutral pronouns is well worth it. Well worth it. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I absolutely. like, I, that's, that's why I'm like, I, I have absolutely no, like I, 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 I enjoy at this point making the effort um, because, because selfishly, I think it makes me feel like I'm doing good things for people. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I mean, and, and for more of a practical. Okay, step. they're woke school. Yeah, like, I'm relax. so woke, you guys. Oh my from, god, from, I am virtue signaling so fucking loud right now. Um, well, from from a more practical standpoint, uh, I find it's useful practice. Yeah, because being a cisgendered white man myself with shit tons of privilege. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, I do have students who are trans or, mm -hmm. or gender neutral or whatever. And so by engaging with, you know, the concept of gender neutral language with a fictional character, yeah. it better prepares me mentally to handle my students who, you know, oh, they, they prefer to go by this name instead of this other name. They prefer these pronouns. I go, okay, cool. And I've, I've got it because I'm, I'm, I'm already primed for that. The only thing so, that throws me is when they ask me to use a gender neutral pronoun system that I'm not familiar with. Oh uh, yeah. That that yeah. I'm like, well, I mean I I, I, I did have a I, I need to learn about. Yeah. I was I was I was subbing in an art class once at a high school and the student their their name on the uh on the attendance was I it was a female name and they corrected me when I when I called their name to check that they were here and they they preferred a female name, and so once classes started, everything I said, hey, what what the what pronouns do you prefer? And they said she, she her, and so um, and then and then she said, um, you know, no no one's ever no teachers ever asked me that yeah. before, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and 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 she she thanked me. I said absolutely or, or no, was it other mm. other way around? Her preferred he him whatever whatever it was. I the, the fact that I had asked they they were appreciative and so yeah you know, that that in and of itself is is yeah. you know not that I not that I think I need any repayment but mm -hmm. it's it's a minuscule amount of effort to make other people's lives better absolutely comfortable. And, yeah and, it makes, you know, it makes people a, comfortable yeah and as a teacher making people comfortable in in my classroom is very important to me. Right, because obviously. the more comfortable you are, the more relaxed you are, the better you're going to learn. Like that's mm -hmm. that's just, that's just part of my philosophy. So what's this liberal teacher art school <laughs> bullshit? This is yeah, why you know, kids are doing bad in school because you're creating a it's, positive it's funny. learning environment. Now, now, funny what I, we need to do is we need to we need to keep this, but also bring back corporal punishment. Right, fair and balanced. <laughs> You know, give and take, man. Give and take. Wallows <laughs> and seething tolerance. The chat is brilliant at this point. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls. Do I think that... I think it's a very good question that it is yeah. ESO pandering to people. And I, I, the reason why I think it's a good question is because you have to be really wary of that. Um, yeah. Like yeah, the, there, there is a tendency for companies, private companies to politicize and I would say monetize wokeness, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, yeah. well I mean, we're headed into Pride Month. You're going to see. Yeah, yeah. Right. a good example is, yeah, yeah. yeah. During Pride Month, yeah. when, when companies change their logos on Facebook or whatever. To Suddenly everybody's got a rainbow. Or, yeah. Unless that's what accounts from Saudi Arabia and what it, it, one it, month it out rings, of the year. It rings a little hollow. I mean, I appreciate the gesture. True. Rainbow capitalism. But, that's the term. Thank you. But yes. it's. Is that rainbow capitalism? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm, yeah I'm, Bethesda I'm has skeptical. been a little guilty of this. I've seen Bethesda. Yeah. Like kind of, oh, yeah, like, yeah. but I mean, like they do it just like a lot of companies do, like you know, for for um uh you know um uh, Black History Month. Suddenly, every company's talking about you know uh, uh, POC history and 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 which, they, they which never is, mention is any a, other time during the year. And it is a good thing, but it's done for the wrong reasons. Right. It, 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 yeah. It's not. It's not hurting any cause that Suppose doesn't not, no. deserve to be hurt. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Mm-hmm helping as effectively as it could and yeah it's, and that's really largely like i mean a demographic it, to be profited off of exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it hey, and, hey but i mean the better, fact that they are recognized as a profitable demographic is something but i think that but i but when i say that i feel like i'm arguing for the devil you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I, 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 it's like at, le- at least you're seen as a demographic to be profited off of not, instead of one to be expunged which yeah you know, Right. Which, which, like but saying, it, at, least, at least you were hit by a compact car instead of a bus. I do like, <laughs> I do like when Bethesda came out and said, "Yeah, fuck Nazis." His, right. his Wolfenstein, like, yes. I'm all for that. And people yeah. turned it into a political thing. It's like, really? Like, this has been a thing since like the 1940s. Like, ha- ha- mm-hmm. have, have, has 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 American history education really gotten that bad? Oh yes. yeah, yes, yeah, it 100 percent has. That is not an exaggeration. It has gotten very bad. Yeah. Speaking as someone endorsed in history, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of. I mean, when I worked at a at a copy shop, someone brought me. I mean, it was that they were like a a teacher at like a private school or something. They brought me this history book, but it was like American history in Bible terms or like a biblical term, and so it like I flipped through it, and it was like, oh yes, when God told the founding fathers to to do this, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this doesn't. Oh my God. Kids, are you kidding? Me? Wow, wow! Like, I thought totally our history here like, was good, that's holy shit. Yeah, like I I thought about being like, oops, don't know where your shit went, but oops, I, it went in the shredder, not the copier. Yeah, I had bills to pay, and I was I was a little upset because, yeah, because I mean I I I have an endorsement in history, and I and I I have taught history before, and that like that's a slap in the face to to actual you know intellectually honest. Um, My mother relying on primary and secondary sources, like I mean that's because that's because that's all we do, right? I mean, so so like, does that mean God told Thomas Jefferson to rape the the child slave Sally Hemings like fifty times or whatever? Oh yep. no, no, that was the devil. The devil did that. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Yeah. Look, no, the so point is, me, is that you know that Thomas Jefferson's just yeah, as human yeah. as the rest of us, and but, you know. But I will say, Felix, we do talk about those kinds of things. So in the in the class I'm in right now, I've I've been in a year long long term thing because of COVID. Um, that the teacher I'm working with is is uh, remotely teaching. I'm just in the room to be in the room. I remember you a pretty sweet gig. Um, <laughs> but uh, we we had some time where we I think we looked into some early American literature and like the Constitution was part of it. Um, and and so this teacher brought up 
Um, you know, the, 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 what's her name? Sally Hemming. Is that what her, is that I think so, yeah. is that her name? Um, yeah. So we talked about her for a little bit because the historical community has come to a pretty, pretty all around consensus that this is what happened. And um, I mean, if there's evidence that counters that, okay, well then we'll, we'll, we will correct that. But I, I, I liked that it was, no, it's it's not something that we're that's that's being hidden. You know what I mean? And I mean that's going to vary from school to school, teacher to teacher, district to district. State, yeah, state to state. Yeah. I get it. And um, yeah. bringing since since Felix is back on and bringing it ever so slightly back to the Thieves Guild. The why? Um, <laughs> I, at the very beginning of the cast, I was really wishing Felix was here because this is an area of like expertise that I don't have. Felix, do you know if there are any like? religious or cult uh organizations associated with theft yes and no um so what i was hoping for okay so (laughs) here's the thing right you're never really going to encounter like a god or a goddess of theft as it were but there's always protective gods or spirits of, you know, the spurned, the ostracized, the criminal, etc. I think mm. I, I forget who it is, but like there's a Christian saint who is literally like the patron saint of criminals or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in uh, uh, Mexican Catholicism. Uh, well, like, like this, that, that's like that's like one of the newer things. So, like, um, mm. that's the subject for another time about all the uh, the the, the narco yeah. saints in like yeah. Colombia yeah. and Mexico. Well, I'm I'm rewatching Breaking Bad right now, and there was yeah, I, I watched the episode the other day where Hank goes to you know like that like that that Santa Fe office or whatever. Like he splits his time, and and one of the guys has a has a little bust of of a dude on his desk and. And he says, oh, hey, who's that? Oh, this is so-and-so. He's the patron saint of, of drug dealers or something like that. And so he's like, well, why you got that on your desk? But well, you got to know your enemy. And then he gives him one. And then that's it's this whole, it's, whole thing. I don't think it's necessarily that specific because it's in the line with like St. Nicholas being the patron saint of prostitutes and stuff as well, as, as well as of children and so on, which is an interesting thing to mix up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Well, if A, then anyway. B. Yeah. St. Um, Nicholas anyway. is St. Nicholas is the patron saint of repentant thieves. Interesting. Oh, okay. Oh, repentant thieves. Mm, okay. That yeah. made, that I mean, he is that's, really, that's more, really good. That's at more European theory. Catholicism. Yeah. It's like. But anyway, we we interrupted Felix mid flow of. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Felix. That's my bad. Um. So. <clears throat> again, it's like there's no real like you're never going to find uh, a god or a cult really based around that stuff but obviously people have gods or deeds that they turn to for those who are the lowest among them so for example one of the reasons why christianity um, is popular in parts of india and in certain communities particularly the untouchable dalit community is because christianity doesn't put limitations on class or caste or anything like that it's no god loves you you are worthy of love and respect so the dolls are like Motherfucker, am I a Hindu, right? So that's causing uh, and has historically caused some problems in India in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you will find, like, um, obviously in, uh, in like, for example, the Elder Scrolls patron gods of thieves and criminals, murderers and things like that, which is why we have Nocturnal as the 
you know, the, the matron of the thieves guild basically. Um, but in terms of a like real world analog, the closest thing that's coming to mind as far as like a, like a, a God who protects, um, sorry, not, not even a God that protects thieves, but it was like the Christian patron saint of like criminals, or uh, I think it was St. Nicholas who said of repentant criminals. Yeah. I don't know of um, any in Hinduism because Hinduism, again, it's like, you know, law and punishment. So you kind of, well, I mean, if you've, you've got a lot of gods to, to, to suss through. Also, true, this, and like, like very three million um, gods in Hinduism. Uh, I think it was only 30,000, but anyway, still a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know about uh, I don't know about traditional Chinese gods, that is definitely not my forte. Um, but I feel like there might be something there in like traditional Chinese. Um, well, actually, now that I think about it, ooh. interesting that there is a Chinese god of thieves. Sorry, continue. Okay, so Apollo, yeah. Apollo, right? Uh, if I if I remember correctly, Apollo had some sort of connection to thieves. I thought Apollo was just the asshole who had like a bow and he drove his chariot through the sky and that's what pulled the sun through the sky. And what well the early myths or well myths of Apollo's childhood say that he stole some other god's herd of cattle because okay. he was hungry. Okay, well then well well then in that sense like okay, yes, like Loki has stolen a ton of shit so Loki's kind of a god of thieves but yeah, he's um, that's a trickster thing, like thievery kind of fits into trickster stuff, but it's not. Yeah, but like as as like a uh, thing itself, you don't really find that. But there's always some kind of god or one or two gods or spirits that are aligned with stuff like that or bad things. Um, like uh, the the trickster spirit in several Native American religions in North America. Um, who's the trickster in? Hinduism, I genuinely can't remember. Um, I wanted to say Hanuman because like monkeys and like being kind of tricky, yeah. but I still feel like that's not accurate. That's a, pre- that's a pretty seen, common Hanuman is seen as like a protective god, so I'm like, mm. yeah, that's a, that's a pretty common thing for you know, like a monkey symbolism is very you know, tricky and and you and know, there's, there's trickster like, rabbits like in uh, West yeah. African and like deep southern folklore in the United States. Um, so like, again, like there's always kind of tricksters and stuff like that, but there isn't really like, there's, there's no, you know, um, like ancient Aztec cult of, you know, yes, we all hail the God of thieves. Oh, I lost my stuff. Well, that's the God of thieves for you. Like the, the, there isn't really anything like that, but there has always been some kind of connection and acknowledgement that like thievery and crime is a part of existence. So therefore it falls into someone's sphere but it's never looked upon as something to be venerated hmm. that there is an aztec deity of mischief music dance mischief and song i have no idea how to pronounce that okay then <laughs> i didn't wait <laughs> wait hermes is the greek god of thieves yeah yeah oh and that, oh. And that, and that chinese you can run one, so fast okay well, that so chinese that... one let's see it, it gives me a pronunciation here song jiang song song chung yeah um is tricky because this is actually argue okay so again chinese history gets real fucking hard to differentiate from fiction after you go back Uh, long enough um and this is a character from the water margin which is a 
uh, most people would argue is a fictional story, but it's it's semi-fictional at the very best. It's hard to say, but that's never really stopped people from um, a- again Chinese culture being the way it is. You could argue that they worship Song Jiang. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily what's happening. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I it, just looked up Chinese God of Thieves, and yeah. this—that was what popped up. And and that's that's what I found as well. And and uh, like what I'm what I'm reading is that this is a like the the way that you would air, big air quotes worship this person is somewhat similar to the way that you would worship an actual god, but in China. Um, Gods and ancestors blend together much like the way they do for the Altmer. Um, so, uh, by the way, P.S. If anybody's working for looking for real world ins- inspiration on how the Altmer worship, can't go wrong with China. No, um, the uh, oh, the the organization that I was thinking of was the Thuggy in Indian. Oh, and that and that uh, that Mexican saint is Jesus Malverde. Uh, <laughs> he is the the Cuba Lord, angel of the poor. Or the narco state, uh, narco saint, mm-hmm. is often seen as a Robin Hood figure. Uh, uh, steals from the rich to give to the poor. Yeah. But man, uh, talk about talk about cross cultural boundaries. Right? There's always some yeah. kind of Robin Hood esque figure. I remember hearing yeah. about one from yeah. Mongolia where he stole um, sheep to give them to those who had no sheep, and I'm like, yeah. that is so Mongolian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is Mongolian or New Zealand? Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> what's the difference uh, between Welsh. Mongolia and New Zealand? They're both remote, desolate, barely populated, and with scary sheep. locals. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, and and, and strange music. Mm-hmm. Mongo, oh, I don't know. Have you, have you heard the Who? They're fun. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, they're they're badass. People keep telling me to listen to them. I've heard of them. I'm not a fan. I'm just not. <laughs> really. <laughs> Okay, okay. Admittedly, there is some controversy around the Who for them basically being borderline Mongolian fascists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, apparently they've said some politically not great shit. Yeah, hence the whole, like, Who thing, and, like, with all the Mongolian bikers, yeah, it's like the Horde again, and a lot of those bikers are like, Mongolia from Mongolia, and just like... Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I knew I know like their lyrics are talking about yeah we'll drive the mongrel dogs out of Morrowind and <laughs> they got the word listen you know, to the who yeah you know, like, sure. we're we're the descendants of Genghis Khan and and you know yeah. this kind of thing I just assumed that was you know edgy lyrics you no, know no, like no, that's the, also part of why like they have the super fancy like horse fiddleheads and like yeah. the 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 not the. I, the the Moran Hor is the one with the bow and everything, but the yeah. guy playing the kind of like Mongolian guitar lute thing, mm-hmm. it's shaped like a bow and an arrow because again, like warfare and all that, yeah. and honoring yeah. the the ancient Mongol horde and how powerful. Oh, that's so, a, that's a shame. Mm. Yeah. But now, like, I, now like, I, I, again, it's just like because their music allegations, really but they haven't quality. really denied them either. So you know, just mm. take it or leave if, it. If, that, if no. you're looking for something vaguely metal that is that has a very strong Eastern traditional feeling to it, I would recommend a French band called Groor G R O R R, um, who do uh, their um, their keyboard player actually plays like a million instruments traditional instruments from a whole bunch of different cultures and they do uh, some songs with tube and throat singing in it and all kinds of good shit yeah i would highly recommend them they just put out an okay. album very recently that's uh very good that's um supposed there was a soundtrack for a film they tried to get made an animated film they tried to get made and <laughs> now, now um, i'm just okay. imagining hearing uh yep. 
hearing bells and throat singing as like the sounds when you're going through Red Mountain. <laughs> on, a, on an unrelated note, to bring it back to the Thieves Guild for oh, a yes. sure. oh, yeah, all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> like the fifth time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to bring, to bring it back to what we're supposed to be here talking about, um, I'm assuming you guys already touched on like Nocturnal's relation to the Thieves Guild, how it yep. like arguably, quote unquote, like depending on how you interpret uh, the Thieves Guild questline in ESO, arguably started in Hammerfell. Hammerfell. Like, yeah. So quick question for some people there, because this is normally like my area of expertise, but even then I don't know for certain. Is there an equivalent of like a Red Guard group of thieves, like a, a, a Red Guard group of thieves, similar to how the Dunmer have their own assassins guild known as the Morag Tong? So is there like a Red Guard? I, I know I've seen some people like when doing mods and concept art for stuff, and I have some saved on this computer somewhere. Um, they've created some kind of version of like a Red Guard Thieves Guild, and I forget the name of it, but has there been any mention of that? Or do people think that such a thing would even be likely to exist? Like, what what are what are our thoughts on this? Well, Red, yeah. Red Guard culture in general, it's just starting from a very, very, very top-down um, perspective. The Red Guard culture is going to strongly sway it in favor of like the warrior sign. So, uh, but I would say the same thing about Nordic culture, and that didn't stop them from having a Thieves Guild. So, um, would, uh, uh, also, you've got a very strong propensity towards the Thieves Guild with the um, uh, attitude reflected by Cyrus the Restless uh, in form of sort of like wink-wink, you know, uh, piracy, sort of, wink-wink. Right, actually, um, yeah, that's, that, that is a good point, is that, like, Red Guards love to be, they also love to be Corsairs and Mercenaries, raiding <laughs> and plundering posts and being hired on, like, ships and stuff, so... Now now I want a pirate guild in TS6. I know, huh? I know. Like, if, look, if TS6 does not give me at least some vaguely Caribbean um, Red Guards the way we got in... in uh, the Elder Scrolls Adventures Red Guard. Mm -hmm. And if they don't give me some black flag like naval battles where I can sink Thalmor ships and sun ships, I'm not going to like that game uh, as much as I know I could uh, have liked it. Vehicles are tar tar big ask in that engine, man. Mm. Um they're, I know, they're, but like, they're hard to do. Uh then just one mission, make it part of the main quest or something. Just just let me blow up a Thalmor sun ship. Just I know. Please. I know. <laughs> and and, and, and Actually, now that I think about it, if if the Red Guards are inspired a little bit by Ottoman tradition as well, they're going to have some crazy cannons. Mm -hmm. Especially uh, if kind you've of, got magic to help with uh, with crafting. Red Guards don't like magic. I wouldn't be surprised That's if not was, true. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there was something about the Ashaba um, and connections to the Thieves Guild simply for. Um, again, with the kind of the talk of the kind of the, the thieves guild as a um, as a mutual society sort of thing, um, just um, just as a way, as a way for the Ashaba to get by, almost just um, having some of them who will who will steal and bring to those who are starving in the desert while they watch vigil over all of the tombs and stuff. Um, I, I I'm sh I'm sure I remember seeing hearing something about some sort of connection with the Ashaba and the Thieves Guild, but I couldn't tell you what. I'm trying to dig it out, but... Um, so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, actually, actually, here's a question. Which province would be 
most likely to have little to no Thieves Guild members present or guild presence. Somerset? I was about to say Somerset, but they I would mm. they get, I they've mean, got one in ESO. I mean, they've got the whole Apraxis thing that I mean I guess that could uh, hear, hear me out. I know that sounds kind of cray. Yokuda. <laughs> no, if we're talking about Tamriel, I think the place, canonically speaking, least likely to have any kind of Thieves Guild involvement. Are you going to say Black Marsh? No, because no. oh. they have the shadow scales with the assassins, right. so it kind of makes sense to still have like thievings and like hide stuff in the swamp. Just let me finish my fucking sentence. No. I think it's Valenwood. Oh. Yeah, I see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I sure. really because between that. like, you know, the green <clears throat> pact, so that limits like what you can do and hide and harm. There's the wild hunt. You have the Sylvanar, which is kind of like the spiritual guide of the people. And again, really want to emphasize here the green pact. Mm-hmm. And so by mm-hmm. providing most of these things, it kind of limits what can happen. You may have like smugglers, you know, importing stuff like, oh, yeah, man, look at the sweet mahogany imported right from from yeah. elsewhere. Hell you, yeah. You but yeah, this is this is a red this this is a this is a red guard salad. But uh, we also have, to some degree, um, I mean, it's it's done as sport, sure. But there's the ritualized stealing of objects from between. Yeah, that's that's what LJ pointed out. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, the right of yeah, theft. the right of theft. That's so, but the because it's formalized yeah. in that respect in yeah. Valenwood. Doesn't yeah. that sort of also serve as a reason to not have a thief? It's it's sort of like how I would argue that um, yeah. uh, elsewhere might not have a thieves guild because theft is so prominent in. And I don't mean this as a as a dig at at Khajiit, but because Khajiit have this relationship with ownership, like the idea of a thieves guild would sort of be like I would imagine yeah. to a certain degree, Khajiit would kind of look at it as like why wrap a name around it, man? That's just what we do. Yeah, it's like it's that. like uh, yeah. it's like how a lot of or well, some southern states don't have an NFL team because they just have college football. Right. Yeah, who, they don't. Who, they, who they, needs college football is so big that they don't bother with an NFL team because why? We've got the NCAA. We got. I, I'd rather watch people play the game for the passion of playing the game than watch people play it because they're being paid to. America is so weird. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but um. We just have a, we're just very good at cognitive dissonance. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, hey, you know what? We're guilty of that too in Canada. But um, yeah, yeah. To yeah. continue on this thread with the the thieves guild and like, <clears throat> um, more more likely like ritualized in in Valenwood, then okay, fine. Um, with regards to um, the thieves guild in um, elsewhere, um, I forget if it was like an out of game source or not but i seem to recall reading somewhere that like there definitely was uh at least like one or two thieves guild chapters like somewhere and i don't know if maybe that was an eso or like an out of again out of game reference but i'm pretty sure i've heard before that there is still like an official thieves guild but i do agree in principle with your point chris about how yeah if anything the kishu would say this is kind of something we do so don't really wrap a name around it they they might have like um kind of like different that they, they might have different yeah. gangs the same way how different gangs you know have different you know drug smuggling operations and drug selling operations but at the end of the day it's like you're also slinging hash on the fucking streets with kids around like yeah it, it's still just equally we're saying bad. we're slinging it to them what's wrong with that so so you know it, it 
<laughs> I'm just saying it it could be one of those things. But uh, again, if I had to pick, and and even then, I feel like probably Valen would would have a Thieves Guild anyway. But yeah. if I had to pick any of the like provinces and races that would not have a thieves guild it would be the uh the bosmer yeah that's that's how i, I feel relatively strongly about that and, i think and that's given, the best argument yeah given, um, given the structure of breton society i'm betting they have the most intense thieves guild <laughs> oh yeah like no that's that is like micromanaged <laughs> to, 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 to like okay listen it's the thieves guild but so-and-so is in charge of the daggerfall they chapter. paperwork this in charge know? of uh the way rest chapter this person's in charge of the roth in mounds this person's in charge of north point and mm-hmm. then you have all your little underlings and then there's like middle management saying look look like our 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 grip here is really only this road on the <laughs> north coast okay like that is our thing and only when it's eastbound <laughs> if you want westbound you have to go down the hall to room 27c and by the way i'm not picking up a single septum without somebody filling out a 27b stroke six <laughs> oh yeah yeah in and, triplicates. And, and the person in charge of the breton of like the high rock thieves guild is literally some stressed out 65 year old like bean counter who just like does not have time for your shit he's like right yeah okay that's been filed correctly that's been filed correctly just a this mountain doesn't of paper. with these yeah. other thieves and yeah okay so like this was stolen by this person and it was stolen again from this person if you can return it to this person and steal that thing and get it over here like ah and like, this is that's my receipt, how it is receipt. In yeah <laughs> It's basically there's just they're just like proactive accountants and tax collectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like that. Like that's basically how I imagine High Rock to be. Does any, did anybody read any of the Discworld novels? <coughs> no. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I know James got me on this. Uh, the Thieves Guild <laughs> in Discworld is absolutely run by bureaucracy. It's yes. like it's absolutely like I'm sorry, but you haven't paid your dues this month. And uh, as a result, uh, we're going to ha- we're going to send somebody around to um, steal from you on uh, this week. Would Wednesday at around eight PM work for you? You know, yeah, it's kind of um, literally someone gets stopped in the street. Is like, hello, this this is this is unofficial burglary. If you could yeah. please hand over your your bits and pieces. Oh, and by the way, or, or you could pay your exemption here. And by the way, as your as your as a as a visit to to Ankh-Morpork and. Um, yeah. And you're and you're going as you're going through the city. Here, here have this. Here, have this. Uh, have this set of complimentary spoons from the from the tourist yeah. office. We're sponsored running a, by uh, the thieves guild. We're it's running a special by, on a gold tier this month. You get this tote bag. <laughs> yeah, it's based. It's but the thieves guild in in um, Ankh-Morpork and the Discworld at large is basically just a. Um, it's 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 a thing that if it's a it's a it's a concept between it's a protection racket basically yeah. it's just mm-hmm. um it's just you will get robbed unless you pay the thieves the, the thieves guild money and this is entirely sanctioned by government because yeah. if because the, the if the they idea, didn't yeah. sanction it we'd steal the government well if no, the, no, if, if the thieves no, if, are too busy collecting dues and being paid yeah. to not rob then they won't rob yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> now, now, now i'm imagining a uh a thieves guild operation that's just basically a giant pyramid scheme. It, yeah. it kind of is. And like Pretty the, the thieves guild is self-enforcing because the one thing they don't want is people doing unsanctioned theft. So, yeah. the, so they, so like the worst thing that a person can do is steal something without getting permission from the thieves guild, because then the thieves guild comes down on them for stealing something from somebody who's paid them. So they, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's great. And, Isn't and, it actually like a quest in Morrowind too? Like Morrowind yeah, pulled probably, that yeah. shit? <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, I was there like, is. Why? 
Yeah, there's mm. there, there is a, there is a text that basically points mm. out if if you're not a member of the thieves guild in a particular place, then they will come and break your legs for mm-hmm. um, yeah. for being for being on their turf. I I can't remember whether it is Morrowind, but I'm sure I remember reading something like that. Yeah. Um, but you you don't. It's not quite the Discord levels of where you get cries of stop unlicensed thief. Yeah, it's not. It's That's not. Hilarious. It's not that pratchett, but it's pretty pratchett. No. <laughs> By the way, I, I I was like trying to stifle a laugh because I had this idea in my head of um like in that world you have Billy Mays also selling sort of premium anti thievery membership. It's like, but wait, there's more. Call now, we'll give you two free robberies, <laughs> two free exemptions for robberies for the price of one. You can't get yeah. that anywhere else, so call now. <laughs> Uh, Not actually, 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 actually in that, those terms, but yes, that is what the Somerset Isles Thieves Guild looks like. Oh yeah, yeah, ultra bureaucracy. Mm. Yeah. What? Well, well, more more the. Where do you think the Bretons got it from? Man. Yeah, right. The, the, the uh, Bretons. The Bretons yeah. is basically just an accounting firm. <laughs> um. Well, I think um, we've got good stuff coming next week. Or uh, actually, shit, I don't honestly don't know when we're going to do a cast next because how crazy things are. Um, yep. I think uh, next weekend I'm going to almost be uh, next weekend. I'm moving. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. And then uh, stop that, please. Uh, and then let's see. The weekend of the twelfth, I'm. In a hotel, and then weekend of the nineteenth. I don't know where I am. I don't know if I'll, I'll be homeless the nineteenth. Probably. Um, so, <laughs> so appropriate that we talked about the thieves' guild and their treatment of the homeless. I should have an apartment on the nineteenth. Um, <laughs> so theoretically, we could do something if we're very lucky. I'll have my computers and everything set up on the nineteenth, and we'll be able to do a, t- a cast. Keep everybody abridged in the Discord, which you should join. Um, if you have any questions, uh, comments, or or whatever, uh, anything you want answered on the air, please, by all means, uh, email us at uh, selectresorecast at gmail.com. And... What's the I next cast? What are, what are we doing next? <clears throat> uh, next is uh, Warriors Guild. Or Fighters Guild. Uh, Fighters Guild, okay. okay. Yep. Uh, Fighters Guild, not, Warriors not Guild. Not necessarily mm. just the Fighters Guild, but their equivalents, too. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll, we'll have to see how that one goes. Yep, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, 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 I assume that won't include the companions. I don't everybody think there's wave. enough on the companions to just... Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.